I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way. This is a podcast about the slow goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. It's a quiet space where all of us frantic strivers, serial doers, and weary achievers are invited in for a moment of reflection, an opportunity for prayer, and a chance to practice going slow in a world that often values only speed, success, and power. Our culture loves to tell us that life is frantic and there's nothing we can do about it. But friends, we know what's real. The true thing is deep down underneath the surface where love lives. And sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. So here, let's try. Have a seat just for a few minutes. Let's go the slow way. When I was a girl, I memorized Isaiah 6, 8 for the big Bible drill competition of fifth grade. Yes, Bible drill. I know, that's a story for another time. That verse is seared in my heart. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. It didn't take long until the fingers of God took those words I'd memorized in my mind and pressed them like a dried flower straight into my chest. Who was willing to do whatever God might ask? Was I brave enough to go wherever God sent me to believe that my life mattered somehow to the greater story God was telling in the world? Isaiah had said yes, so I did too. Here I am. In the Southern Baptist Church, there are only a few options for girls who feel the Holy Spirit inviting them to speak and teach and be sent into the world. We couldn't be pastors or deacons or even youth ministers back then, but we could be missionaries, and we knew how to celebrate our lady missionaries. So I clung to the story of my hero, Lottie Moon, who knew she had been compelled by God into the world to tell the story of Jesus. And she did it, even if that meant giving up the life that most women in her time craved. A husband, a family, a home. I'm reading Simone Weil's Waiting for God, which basically means I'm reading and rereading very dense paragraphs, then talking about them out loud to either Chris or the dog, They're the only ones who will listen as I try to untangle Wiles fascinating and difficult brain. Friday morning during our coffee time on the porch, both Chris and Richmond the pup were there to dissect her ideas about what she calls, quote, the compulsion of God's pressure. One of the greatest gifts I was given in my childhood in the church was the idea that God wants to speak to me, that God could, quote, lay something on our hearts, or, quote, lead us to a decision. That God cares about the state of our internal consciousness. And not just that, God actually moves within that consciousness to act and guide us if we learn to listen. That idea has shaped my life in ways I can't begin to name. Sometimes I wonder if that might just be the most important thing I learned in childhood 
how to recognize when the divine was stirring something inside me, forming me, inviting me to change direction. Weil says it this way, God rewards the soul that thinks of him with attention and love. And he rewards it by exercising a compulsion upon it strictly and mathematically proportionate to this attention and this love. We have to abandon ourselves to the pressure, end quote. Did she just talk about God's presence and use the word mathematically? Yes, friends. Yes, she did. So let's unpack it. When I first heard her say, quote, God rewards the soul, I immediately recoiled. I have baggage from so much teaching in the church that our goodness somehow results in more of God's love. That kind of teaching hurt me, and I've worked hard to rid myself of it. So what do I do with Wiles' use of reward here? I wonder if this is what she's saying. Those who practice coming to the presence of God with attention and love will experience God's attention and love. Is it mathematical? I don't think so. Grace always means we get a disproportionate amount of God's attention in return. God isn't ever withholding love. Often we just don't experience it unless we're paying attention. So what does it mean to encounter the compulsion of God's pressure? When I was 10, it meant that God set the words of Isaiah in my heart and invited me to live for something bigger than my own comfort. The compulsive pressure of God is the presence that invites us to see our weaknesses and failures and turn a different direction. The compulsive pressure of God is the internal force that invites us to consider if we're using our money for our own comfort or for the transformation of the world. The compulsive pressure of God is the voice that asks, who will tell the truth here, even if it hurts to be the truth teller? When I brought up this compulsion, this pressure that the divine places on the soul, Richmond the pup hid his face in his stuffy. But Chris reminded me of something Richard Rohr often says. We do not think ourselves into new ways of living. We live ourselves into new ways of thinking. How do we begin to hear the voice of God? We live into the voice of God. We practice listening, setting our attention on the love of God. What sounds complicated is actually simple enough for the 10-year-old I was. The divine is calling, who will go? And if we're listening, we're all invited to say, I will. A slow practice. Today, let's remind ourselves that coming into God's presence is as simple as offering our love and attention, and then opening ourselves to receive that love and attention from God. I invite you to take some time to pray this simple prayer with me, breathing in and out. Breathe in. Spirit, I come to you offering my love 
and attention. Breathe out. Spirit, I receive your love and attention. Breathe in. Spirit, I come to you offering my love and attention. Breathe out. Spirit, I receive your love and attention. Breathe in. Spirit, I come to you offering my love and attention. Breathe out. Spirit, I receive your love and attention. Breathe in. Spirit, I come to you offering my love and attention. Breathe out. Spirit, I receive your love and attention. Sit in silence with me and invite the Spirit of God to set something good and true in your soul. Thanks for listening to The Slow Way. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here with me is no small thing. When we move, even for a few minutes, at a pace that refuses to conform with the culture around us, we make space for God, for wisdom, for a vision of ourselves and others that can only be seen when we take the time to pay attention. What I'm trying to say is, we make space for love. So well done, us. I'm proud. I want to thank Val Schleter for managing my social media. Also, Jason Boyette for designing our slowway graphic. And the talented Angelina Marie for editing. If you're interested in more words on the slowway, you can sign up for my newsletter at micaboyette.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at micaboyette and find my book found wherever books are sold. You can also review The Slow Way on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps people find us. But you know, maybe you should sit by a pool reading French philosophers and mystics instead. Until next time, friends.
Let's go the slow way. Bye.